الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا كتب عليكم الصيام كما كتب على الذين من قبلكم لعلكم تتقون صدق الله العظيم Most respected students of deen, mothers and sisters, this ayat of the Qur'an Sharif is once again being recited and will be recited repeatedly in the coming weeks. And when the month of Ramadan comes, in almost every bayan perhaps somewhere this might be recited So this is something that we are familiar with, we have heard these lessons many many times before and we will have to continue listening to these lessons to refresh them, to help us focus on what are the priorities as the Mubarak month of Ramadan comes, to help us to have the correct mindset, to have the correct focus and direction so that that Mubarak time of Ramadan comes and we can take something from it. The month of Ramadan will come, it will go, but would we take something from it? That's a different issue. Allah's beloved Messenger Rasulullah has given us this very great lesson that from the beginning of the month of Rajab there should be a very direct focus for the month of Ramadan. When Nabi Wasallam would see the month of, the, the moon for the month of Rajab, that now the month of Rajab has commenced, then he would make the dua, Allahumma barik lana fi Rajabi wa Sha'ban wa ballighna Ramadan. Ya Allah grant us barakat in the months of Rajab and Sha'ban. And then, enable us, wa ballighna Ramadan, enable us to reach the month of Ramadan. So now this is still the first of Rajab. The moon has been sighted. Nabi Wasallam is reciting this dua and he is expressing the enthusiasm, the zeal, the excitement that is coming on. He is expressing this desire to be able to please be reached, to, to reach the month of Ramadan. He is begging Allah Ta'ala's favor in this and teaching us to do that. That we should have that amount of zeal and enthusiasm and desire for the Mubarak month of Ramadan like a very exciting moment comes in somebody's life there is a very exciting occasion coming, the person looks forward to this well in advance and the person starts preparing well in advance it's not on the 11th hour that a person starts preparing from now we have to change our direction, our mindset to make it Focus towards the Mubarak month of Ramadan. This is the very important aspect. This mindset is what drives things in a particular direction. If that mindset is correct, then inshallah many other things will all fall into place. And if that mindset is incorrect, then a person can be sometimes doing some correct actions also, 
but gradually that goes away in another direction because the mindset is wrong. The mindset is not right. For example, the mindset is that a person should adopt any of the ways of the West. Whatever it seems like they are doing, we should do. Now, somebody is doing some good actions. For example, they want to serve Deen in some way. They want to help the community in some way. They want to be of assistance to the needy in some way. MashaAllah, all these are excellent things. So this in itself is excellent. But the mindset is what? That whatever we get, whatever we see, wherever we see something happening, whatever style it's being done in, whatever methods are being used, and if it seems like somebody else is making some kind of, uh, getting some kind of results out of that method, out of that procedure that they are adopting, so it's good enough for us also. So now we want to serve the community and help the needy. So now what will happen? For example, somebody will decide now, we have to raise funds. Why we have to raise funds? We have to raise funds for a good cause. What is the good cause? We have to help the poor and the needy. Mashallah, excellent. But now because the mindset is take whatever comes, so what comes? Well, somebody else had a fashion parade, so we can have a fashion parade too. So Now why is this? Because of the mindset. So the intentions were noble. There were some good actions that were intended. The mindset is something else, so now there is a fashion parade. Or somebody wants to now do some things where they will be all intermingling of men and women and they say no but we are helping the ummad somebody will have some kind of so called entertainment now that entertainment what goes on in all these fairs and whatever else so now there's a lot of entertainment what kind of entertainment there's some anashid groups and all kinds of things which are like pop stars and pop singers carrying on, but just that they are apparently giving a kind of Islamic name to it. But apart from that, then much of it is no different to the way that the pop stars go about their business. But now when the mindset is wrong, then this too seems right. The mindset is wrong, then all this goes fine. So now for those people who are carrying on like these falling stars, for them too is fine, for others to call them, to hire them, to use them, to entertain people, because entertainment now is the mindset. So deen also is reduced to entertainment. To make people contribute to charity, you'll have to entertain them with some kind of entertainment of this nature. Until all these things don't happen, until then even the deeny aspect can be cannot be done what is all this this is all the wrong mindset the effect of the wrong mindset so the very important thing is to have the correct mindset to correct the thinking of a person and this is what we find in many ayats of the quran sharif many of the hadith of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam it was the thinking that was corrected that how does a person conduct himself and how does he correct his thinking? So in any case, we digressed from what we were talking about. 
We were talking about having the correct focus and the correct mindset in terms of the Mubarak month of Ramadan that is coming. One extremely important thing in regards to the month of Ramadan that is coming and in general with regards to everything, that what will determine what will happen, this is obviously not everything, it starts off with this but, that what will determine the way forward is what kind of intention has a person made? Now, many times we've got no intention regarding the month of Ramadan. The month of Ramadan is already now close by. But we have thus far made no intention. Sometimes Rajab will pass, the month of Shaban will pass, we've still got no intention. Ramadan will come away, we've still got no intention. What we are doing then, fine, we're going through some actions, we're going through some Amal, etc. But there was no intention. As a result, the month of Ramadan passes. Alhamdulillah, we did some Amal, we did some actions, we did some Ibadat, we made some Khatams of the Quran Sharif also maybe, and that too now and then that's happening. Otherwise, many times there isn't even one Khatam of the Quran being made. We were performed Tahajjud, mashallah, excellent. All these things, excellent. Obviously, we kept our fasts. But then after the month of Ramadan, the life hasn't changed in any way. Why? Much of it is due to the fact that there was no intention made before the month of Ramadan came. And even as the month of Ramadan was passing, there was no intention. Whereas this intention is crucial. This intention is vitally important. This intention has a very dramatic effect. Hazrat Mufti Mahmoud Sahib in one of his mawais, this incident is mentioned. In the previous times, there used to be many of these type of situations that used to come about. Kings used to go on hunting expeditions. And then when they suddenly used to see the prey, everybody used to dart towards the prey. And sometimes some person used to get left behind. Some person used to... All these things used to happen from time to time. So many of these type of things used to happen. So one king was on this hunting expedition with some others. And suddenly... Everybody started chasing after some prey and they all got separated. And then in that process he got lost. He ended up in some direction. They, now those days on horse back, they didn't have any phone to, cell phone to now just call the person where you are. Or they didn't have any garment that okay, just put your location on, we'll come and find you. All these things didn't exist obviously. He got lost. Now he finally battling to find his way somewhere. He ended up in some garden somewhere, somebody's orchard. And he was extremely thirsty. So he found some young person there in the orchard. So he told him, it was a young girl, he told her that, look, I am thirsty, can I have something to drink? Now, the, that young person didn't know that this is the king. Because he was dressed for a hunting expedition. So now he was dressed very differently. So she couldn't make out that this is the king. So in any case, the hospitality was that somebody has come now. So he should be served. So she went and brought one pomegranate. One anar pomegranate from the tree. And she squeezed it to bring the juice out. So from one pomegranate, that entire big glass or utensil got filled. But there was so much of barakat in it. 
So mashallah, he drank that. As he drank that, he's thinking to himself that such a garden, one pomegranate, and it filled this entire cup, this entire utensil, this big glass. This shouldn't be in somebody else's possession. This should be in the possession of the king, in the possession of the state. Oh, he decided that, what, we're going to come and take over this. In any case, now he enjoyed the juice, and he said, okay, can I have another glass as well? So now she went and brought another pomegranate and came, cut that open. Now she's squeezing the juice, hardly any juice came out, brought another one, and a third one, and several pomegranates later, finally, that glass got filled. Now this, he is observing also all this happening in front of him. It was a very strange thing. Just now, one pomegranate filled this whole glass. Big glass, it filled the whole thing. Now it took several, maybe four or five pomegranates, that too, it's still now not completely full. So he was surprised. So he asked that girl that what has happened here? The first time one pomegranate filled this whole glass, did you bring it from a different tree now? He says, no, the same tree. So what happened then? So now those days people had very clean hearts. And due to their clean hearts, they could think very, very carefully, very clearly, very correctly. Their hearts and minds were pure. They didn't have any dirt in their hearts. And when they didn't have any dirt in their hearts, they could immediately fathom things very clearly, very easily. Unfortunately, we have so much of things in our hearts, so much of dirt and filth in our hearts, that straightforward things, simple things, what is the right thing to do, what is the right thing to say, how we should be conducting ourselves, how to keep ourselves away from getting caught up in the traps of nafs and shaitan, this becomes a very major issue for us. Why? Because of the dirt in our hearts. The layers of dirt make it impossible for us to now fathom what's the correct thing to do. And if something is being explained, we can't fathom it. We can't understand it. It can't digest. They had clean hearts, simple people. They weren't caught up in all kinds of things. They didn't have any social media at that time. They weren't caught up on WhatsApp and Facebook and whatever else. They didn't have all the kind of problems that we got ourselves into. So because of their clean hearts, they had no malice, no jealousy, no hatred, and no pride. Simple people, generally this was the case. So, now this brings about a degree of intelligence. It sharpens a mind. When a person's heart is clean, it sharpens a mind. And with the sharpness of the mind, a person can think far ahead. So in any case, this king asked, now what is the problem here? The first time one pomegranate filled this cup, now it took so many. So she replied that it seems like the intention of the king has changed. He's got some bad intention now. Now what the lesson in this is, that this was one incident that happened, but this is a reality that this happens, that the barakat that comes into things, much of that barakat is due to the correct intentions. And then obviously it must be coupled with the correct action. But the root of it is the right intention. The right intention starts opening the doors of Barakat. And then the person continues and does the action correctly, then that increases the Barakat. And when a person has negative intentions, ulterior motives, 
person is saying something but planning something else. Smiling at somebody but we have some other thing in our heart. We have the wrong intention. We are trying to now be giving our parents one story but we are trying to now deceive them in some other way. We are giving our Maldimas one story somewhere but we got another plan. We got some deception behind. Now obviously this is going to be very very harmful. And this is going to be very detrimental. Already the barkat gets sapped away. The barkat gets drained away with the wrong intention. Now, this is what this girl, due to the intelligence, the simplicity, the cleanliness of the heart, which brings about this intelligence, she understood this. That when this, now this is something which the barkat on a tree, so now this king is the head of the whole place. His good intentions will also affect things positively. His bad intentions will affect things negatively. So her mind went there that it seems like the king has changed his intentions. He's got some bad intentions. Now this person thought, now she didn't know that the king is sitting in front of her. This person thought that, well, what is she talking about? But in any case, now that I've seen what happened, let me change my intention. Let's leave it. We won't take this garden away, we won't take this orchard away so she changed her mind he changed his mind, then he said okay bring me one more glass now she again went and bought one pomegranate again it filled the whole glass so he asked her what happened now he said, no, it seems like the king now changed his mind again it seems like his intentions are positive now this is the effect of intention sometimes Allah Ta'ala shows it in such a dramatic manner it won't always be so dramatically visible, it won't always be so apparent, but it happens, it's there. So likewise, we have to make the right intentions for the Mubarak month of Ramadan from now. We should be very conscious of this. Sit down and think, what am I going to be trying to achieve from this Mubarak month? We have to start making the correct intention from now and start building up on that. So the correct intention, one is that I am going to try to achieve the object of Ramadan. That is the first intention. Allah Ta'ala has given us this Mubarak month which inshallah is coming. May Allah Ta'ala keep us alive till then. May Allah Ta'ala enable us to use that time that Allah Ta'ala has blessed with in a way that makes us the true servants of Allah Ta'ala, brings us very close to Allah Ta'ala, gains us His nearness. So in any case, the thing is that the first intention is that I will try to achieve the object of Ramadan. Allah Ta'ala has given the Mubarak month for the attaining taqwa. So now do we make that intention? That I want to attain the object of Ramadan. We should make that intention from now. And now what is taqwa all about? That a person gives up the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala, fulfills all the commandments of Allah Ta'ala. Now this is what we have to work towards. So now if a person wants to achieve something, the person wants to achieve a medal in a marathon, which is a futile thing, nothing really of any achievement in it, but just as a lesson, as an example, which we will understand. Now the person wants to achieve a medal, by running the marathon from Durban to Peter Maritzburg. 
So the person decides to wake up on the morning of the marathon and just run. No training beforehand, nothing. So how far will that person reach? If that person reaches down the road, then that too would be something good. Otherwise, maybe one kilometer later at the most, we'll have to pick the person up. So the person starts training long in advance. People who run these marathons, they start training six months in advance. Can we imagine six months in advance training to be able to run their own marathon so that they can get one medal at the end of it. That's all. What achievement is that? But now the month of Ramadan, such a great objective, such great rewards from Allah Ta'ala, such great benefits. So now we need to apply ourselves, make the correct intention and that intention is to attain taqwa and then to start training from now. To start working towards attaining this taqwa. That all the things that Allah Ta'ala has forbidden and we have something in our life, there is some addiction to some wrong. We are caught up in looking at some haram Allah forbid. We are listening, somebody is listening to some music. Allah Ta'ala save us and protect us. Somebody is caught up in some ghibat, backbiting. If we look deep within ourselves, we will find some pride, we will find malice, we will find jealousy, we will find some other evils of the heart, the ego, the miserliness, and whatever else goes, all the evil qualities of the heart, we will find these things. And these are very, very deep diseases which we have to work on, we have to correct and rectify. So now if we look within ourselves, we will detect these things. And when we detect these things, then we'll be able to, inshallah, start working on it. So we have to reflect, we have to see within ourselves. But now, the first step is to make this intention. That I want to genuinely achieve this quality of taqwa. So now let me start doing the analysis from now. Let me take, take a paper, take a pen, and start writing down what is in my life that has to be corrected. When a person is doing something seriously, then he now takes it very, very seriously. He wants to do it in a way that really achieves objective. So now we will sit down, we will take a pen and paper and actually point, put the points down. That these are the problems in my life. I need to rectify these things. So how am I going to rectify them? First step is now to identify them. If we don't even reflect, we won't even notice anything. Then a person has the worst ailments, you know, everything is fine with me. We have to reflect sincerely that this is between me and Allah Ta'ala. And let me look within myself. How much has nafs and shaitan made me the morsel? How much of pride is there in me? How much of jealousy do I have? How much of malice is in my heart? How much of haram am I involved in with my eyes? What I am listening to, how much of it is correct? And how much of it is incorrect? Think about it carefully. How much of ghibat do I get involved in? Whatever other issues there might be in our lives, how much of times do I do things to merely show off and to do things to impress others in terms of deen, in terms of dunya? All these things need to be identified. And then we need to make toba from it. And then we need to start working on rectifying them, eliminating these wrongs. Now it starts, it doesn't start off with the first of Ramadan. If we wait for the first of Ramadan, by then half Ramadan will go, we will still be thinking what to do. And we'll be doing certain things, we'll be fasting, we will be making some tilawat, but then 
that's just like a routine we'll go through. Inshallah, we'll get rewarded for that too. But in terms of achieving the object of Ramadan, suddenly it's Eid already. And the time is all being before that week before Eid and the last 10 days when it's supposed to be Ibadat, supposed to be coming to a peak. Dua is supposed to be coming to a peak. And Tilawat is supposed to be coming to a peak. And especially the attaining of Taqwa is supposed to be getting intensified. We are busy making Eid preparations. All the time is being devoted to that. People are going around shopping, going around to fairs, going around to find... And as a result, that whole object of taqwa is being... The whole object of Ramadan is being defeated. Because we get involved in more wrong in all these environments. And as a result now, we are getting further away from Allah Ta'ala. Ramadan was supposed to bring us closer to Allah Ta'ala. We are now getting further away from Allah Ta'ala. So this is something that we need to be conscious of and we need to make that effort to now start working towards these objectives from now. So we will reflect, we will identify these issues, note them down and then start thinking of how we are going to work towards them. We will need somebody's advice, we will go and take the advice, we will write up to whoever we need to take the advice from. We need some guidance, we will ask for some what book to read, what literature to read, so that we get the right direction. And in this way, from now we will start moving positively forward. Together with that, we need to start increasing in our amal gradually. Little bit more time for tilawat, little bit more tasbihat, little bit more time in dua. And when these things will be happening in this manner, then as the month of Ramadan comes, we will be now prepared our time will now get used correctly. Otherwise, that time will be wild away. I was informed just recently about one lady that passed away. She was somewhat elderly. She passed away a few weeks back. Locally, meaning here in Durban, and close to the time when she, meaning towards the end of her life only. Around that time only, the family members realized she used to recite a lot of Qur'an Sharif, but they didn't know how much. And it was only towards the tail end of her life, that too, upon somebody's insistence, she finally mentioned it to them, and told them, please, you don't mention this to anybody. Only after she passed away, then it was exposed, that she used to make one khatam daily, all year round. One khatam daily, she used to start off at 3 o'clock in the morning or something, the Hajjur time, and then throughout the day, she's, and she's finding time together with fulfilling her household chores. Not that she had others doing everything else, she was doing nothing else but reciting Quran Sharif. But she was taking out time in between, and from 3 o'clock in the morning she used to start. And when a person makes the effort, Allah Ta'ala then opens the way. Allah Ta'ala then makes it easy. So by the time it used to be coming Maghrib time, around close to Maghrib Isha, somewhere around that time, she used to be completing the khatam of the Qur'an Sharif. This was her daily practice. And the person who mentioned this to me, says that in the month of Ramadan, she used to make more than 30 khatams. It used to read sometimes 33, 34 khatams, because after she's completed one khatam by Maghrib time, and she's after starting the second one, so there's more time in Ramadan being given. So it was more a one khatam and some paras a day. So 34, 35 khatams sometimes she should read. Now can we imagine that when a person makes the effort, Allah Ta'ala gives the tawfiq, Allah Ta'ala opens the way. About a, maybe two years back or something, once there was some program somewhere, 
and people were encouraged to recite maximum amount of Quran Sharif and make one khatam during the course of that night. So one alim from overseas was also present and this is his mamul regularly that he recites a lot of Quran Sharif in approximately five and a half hours. In around five and a half to six hours, he completed the khatam of the Quran Sharif. He started off after Maghrib and sometime after Isha, around 11 o'clock or something at night, it was probably winter, so Maghrib was a bit early. By around that time, five to six hours, he completed the khatam of the Quran Sharif. Now, this is not something very strange. Every year, many students here at the madrasa who have completed the hymns and who have done much door, then they are encouraged to try and complete one khatam in one day. And not just recite on their own, there are people listening to them. So, mashallah, many of them participate in this. Sometimes it's 10, 12, 15, in, meaning one group. And then sometimes it happens several times in the year. So, that 10, 12, 15 out of them, there have been times when some have completed that whole recital in about 7 to 8 hours. 7 to 8 hours, many of them completed. The, some took 9 hours, some took 10 hours, some 11 hours. But many of them completed in about 7 hours, 7 to 8 hours. So Alhamdulillah, 7 to 8 hours, it's not even the whole day. So Because they were reciting so often, they were making door so much, they made so many rounds of door, it was now on their tongue. And very correctly they were reciting, with tajweed, but they could recite at a pace. And Allah Ta'ala puts barakat in that time. But now where did this come from? Because their mindset was right, their effort was right, Allah Ta'ala put the barakat in it. The intentions were there, Allah Ta'ala put the barakat in it. Otherwise, the focus is on all sideline things, the focus is on all the social media, and then what I'm going to wear for Eid, Ramzan didn't start yet. Ramzan hasn't started, and the whole focus is, what am I going to wear for Eid? Have I made any intention yet of how I'm going to spend Ramadan? Have I made any intention yet, what am I going to achieve out of the month of Ramadan? Have I made any intention yet, how much of ibadat I am going to make in Ramadan? How many paras of tilawat? How many minutes or how much of time I am going to spend in dua? That I will inshallah make sure I don't miss any tahajjud also. I will try and make ishraq daily. I'm, have I made these intentions yet? No, I haven't made any of these intentions. But I am already talking about, discussing, thinking about what am I going to wear for Eid? What kind of Eid will that be when Ramadan hasn't been achieved? It will be just a surface Eid. Just an Eid in, on, on the surface. But the reality of Eid, where in the court of Allah Ta'ala somebody is truly enjoying Eid, that is not going to be available for us. So from now, we make the correct intention, we have the correct focus, we turn our mind in the right direction, we start making the right intentions. And in that, we now start making an effort as well. We start making more ibadat, more tilawat, more dua, and that exercise that we have to now engage ourselves in. By actually sitting down and writing down what are the things that I need to attend to. What is in my life? What I have to correct? What I have to rectify? And then we will then focus in this manner, inshallah, summa inshallah, Allah Ta'ala out of His grace and mercy will make it possible for us to achieve the object of Ramadan and that Ramadan will become a turning point in our life. Many of these things, when a person goes for Hajj, person goes for Umrah, what is the 
yardstick for us to judge that whether our hajj was accepted, whether our umrah was accepted. Obviously, the reality we'll only know in the akhirat. But the mashayikh have stated that if a person's life after umrah, after hajj, has changed for the better, then that is an indication that inshallah that hajj was accepted, that umrah was accepted, because that became the means of the person's life changing for the better, that now the sins have come out of the life, the a'mal have come into the life, now this is mashallah a positive sign. Likewise the month of Ramadan, if after the month of Ramadan, the, the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala remained, the person is now still conducting himself or herself with taqwa, the person is refraining from sin. The person is more conscious of fulfilling the amal correctly. This is a sign that inshallah the Ramadan that we have passed was accepted in the court of Allah Ta'ala. But now for that we need to start working from now. We need to start focusing correctly from now. We need to start making talim of the fazail Ramadan from now. So that this starts building our momentum, starts making our mind. And by the time the Mubarak month comes... <coughs> Inshallah, we are fully ready for it. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us a tawfiq. <coughs> Allah ta'ala enable us to reach the Mubarak month of Ramadan and grant us its blessings entirely. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluhu wa laka shukru kulluhu. Allahumma la nuhsi thana'an alayk anta kama athnayta ala nafsik. Jazallahu anna nabiyyana Muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallama bima huwa ahlu. اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى واجعل آخرتنا خيرا من الأولى ربنا لا تآخذنا إن نسينا أو أخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين اللهم اغفر لأمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم ارحم أمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم تجاوز عن أمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه المعين والحمد لله رب